0: I'm a true champion. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Wrestle Plug Podcast. I am here to discuss Rumble Wrestling. I am Aaron Nix, as you know, proprietor and owner of the Wrestle Plug Podcast and media that we provide for wrestling. Now then, Rumble Wrestling, you guys already know that I have the pleasure of going to many of their shows. I'm able to lend a hand and hopefully just add to what is already an amazing setup, an amazing company. But, last weekend, this weekend just gone, should I say, in Ditton in Kent, they put on a sellout show for everyone in attendance at the Ditton Community Centre. Now, I like covering independent wrestling, I love covering British independent wrestling, I'm very passionate about wrestling as everybody knows, but something I'm particularly passionate about is localised independent wrestling and something like Rumble, it's got an amazing reputation, it's got an amazing locker room, but I feel like not enough people are talking about it, there's a lot of podcasts out there and I'm I'm not throwing slight, but they don't talk about it. They don't mention the shows, I've seen them in attendance and they don't really say a great deal or whatever, so I wanted to give this show a spotlight, particularly because of the talent involved and because of the locker room and the quality that is available in said locker room, so let's get into it basically, let's talk about it. So the show opens with Mr USA versus George Costano I was actually really chuffed to see George Costano I didn't realise he was back in wrestling I remember seeing him when I was younger at shows and things. I'm thinking this is a veteran this is a guy who's been in the business quite a long time and I don't think people would realise that and to be fair the casual fan's not going to realise that but it was so cool to see him now Mr USA he is what he is isn't he he's the foreign invader the invading menace from the United States and (sighs) you gotta love it, you gotta love a guy who knows who he is, you gotta love a guy who's that brazen, to come out with the stars and stripes, and to wave the American flag, and to talk about Donald Trump of all people, who is such a maligned and somewhat enigmatic figure, you know, for better or for worse, particularly during his run as President of the United States, Mr. USA. He says, your children are ugly. That's not for me to decide, to be honest. But as a person who's not very popular myself, there's a lot of ugly kids running around. (laughs) Let's be real. But, Mr. USA, he's got plenty to say. George Costano, of course, the glowing hero representing the UK, comes in. Does he get the job done? No, he doesn't. Gotta pay attention, George. The flag-waving American picks up the win. And to be honest... If you're a regular at Rumble Wrestling, you'll know that Mr. USA is actually accumulating a lot of wins, and you wonder how long before he finds his way back in the main event. It has to be pointed out as well. Mr. USA cost Tate Mayfair's, of all people, the chance to retain his title, kind of threw his toys out, or at least that's what people are saying, and Tate Mayfair's got hit blindsided with a chair you know, a lot of people out here talking about Tate Mayfair talking about how much of a nefarious person he is how they don't like him but you know what he's got a point and a point you should pay attention to but Mr. USA picks up the win against George Costano good match entertaining Crowd seem to love it obviously as they always do Mr. USA people will critique they will say it's cheap and it's nasty or whatever but the reality is that he gets a amazing reaction every time wrestling has a number of different assets and enough a number of different facets if i can uh, use the term it's not always about cut and dry Good guy, bad guy, but it's not also, you know, cut and dry complex characters. Not everybody needs to come out and cut a, a complex promo. Not everyone has to come out and cut anything simple. It's all about what the individual brings to the game. Mr. USA knows what he does. And for all the people who say, you know, it's cheap, it's campy, it's carny, well, it gets a reaction. And I'll be honest, it gets a bigger reaction than a lot of other guys who work in that kind of genre, that kind of heel mode. So, you know what? It is what it is. Um,. Second match is something I'm super excited about. Dominita versus Mia Cortez. Women's wrestling, uh, at least since I've been on board, hasn't really been much of a thing at Run One. That's not to say they haven't used them before. That's not for me to critique either because it's not my business. Um, But I love women's wrestling. And I'm really blessed that I know these two women. Not like particularly well, it has to be said. Um, But well enough, and I've seen them at other shows, and they're just too... Wonderful, salty of the earth people who are truly a magnificent credit. And also, they are walking, living proof that the women's industry, in terms of professional wrestling, is as strong as it's ever been. This whole... Dynamic that I keep hearing people bring up. People have brought it up on my podcast. Hell, my boy Magic Martin Rowe, who I'm good friends with, who I do a number of different things with, um, he even says, you know, there was this mentality that NXT UK hoovered up all the women's talent. You know, they took Zybrook's side and they they took um, B Priestley, and, you know, the the list is endless. Kaylee Ray, (laughs) you know, they just get running through and stealing all of them, and that left no talent. And that's an insult because they didn't take all the talent. What they did is they opened up the door for more talent to come through or to be recognised more. Mia Cortez and Dominita are two of the best veteran women's workers on the British scene. I cannot reiterate that point enough. Dominita, right, okay, this will trigger some of the fucking unnecessarily over-the-top toxic male idiots out there particularly in the fan base um i am a aspiring male wrestler despite my old age and you know what i get an opportunity to work in a small amount of places and i look towards a number of different people as an inspiration and obviously i have my old inspirations like bam bam bigelow is one kevin owens is a more modern one But Dominita is actually one of my biggest inspirations in terms of how I want to conduct myself. Not only at a wrestling show, the way that she wrestles, um, the cadence that she has, the way that she controls herself, the way she interacts with the audience. Phenomenal. Phenomenal at being a very hard-nosed, hard-boiled individual, tough, big powerhouse, still beautiful, still sexy, but fucking dangerous. And, you know, obviously... Can't really aspire to be that sexy in my old age, it has to be said. But from a working standpoint, all jokes aside, Dominita is truly a world class professional and really paving the way for how bigger wrestlers can work. And that is massively inspiring to me. And of course, I haven't even had the chance to talk about Mia Cortez, who is fucking amazing. Mia Cortez is genuinely one of those people where you think. Why are you here? Like, no offence. I love Rumble. And I think it is one of the preeminently best independent wrestling promotions in the world. I believe that. I wouldn't say that unless I believed it. But then I see Mia Cortez and I think, mainstream. You know, beautiful. Great gimmick. Great ring gear. Great cadence. Great attitude. Fans love her bubbly, and also a professional. I've heard people talking. People talk shit all the time. Some people saying that certain people are unprofessional. Mia Cortez is none of that. That's bullshit. As somebody who's had the pleasure of working with her a number of times, um, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And, of course, these two women went out there, and it's really unfortunate. They didn't steal the show. They would have on any other night if it wasn't for what was the penultimate match of the night. But this match was great, and this match was a magnificent example of how to put on a great match without going over the top. He didn't have crazy, crazy high spots. The missed Swanton looked particularly damaging, has to be said. Um, and that fucking leg drop by dominator, My God. I oh, thought she caved her in. Um, I, I was horrified and, well, frankly, excited in equal measure. <laughs> um, I do like to cause damage myself. But, yeah, no, it, it was just great. And it was entertaining... And the crowd was so invested, particularly in wanting to see Mia overcome the odds and beat Dominita. And they didn't get what they wanted, and it was brilliantly done. Dominita picks up the win after an incredibly plucky effort from Mia Cortez. A great match, and a fucking phenomenal advertisement for women's wrestling. Um, Super, super proud. And when you have a small interaction with people like that as I do with the majority of the roster and I think they're all amazing people but when you have an interaction with women like that and you know what women's wrestling has had to go through for whatever reason um, particularly in the last couple of years it just it, it makes you so happy it does it made me very very happy uh, closing out the first half it's the trash man the return of the trash man it is it's weird, like, I've seen the Trashman so many times, and yet I'm always excited to see him. I love the gimmick, I do. I think it's phenomenal. Love the entrance music, obviously, my old man's a dustman, he's like, a person. I'm just getting old, innit? it? I'm just getting old, man. <laughs> um, but I love the Trashman, I love the charisma, I love the energy, and he's facing the dastardly Shen Wu, who, has to be said, was somewhat popular with a section of the crowd in Din. Shen Wu isn't normally very, um, you know, popular. Because of decisions that he's made and people he's aligned with, but some of the people in India seem quite interested in him and seem quite well behind him. Um, this matches everything you want it to be. Shout out as well to uh, Carl Hines, who I believe was the guest referee for this World of Sport Legend. Um, I I like it. <laughs> You know, I've never seen a Rumble so I didn't like. I have to be honest. That's how good this company is at putting shows on. And the owner, uh, I don't want to name drop him because you know it's I don't want to be unprofessional and also I don't want to embarrass him at least on this platform. Um, but he is magnificent and a professional to the core. And he puts on great shows. And he understands the concept of proper, good, old-fashioned British wrestling. But he's not afraid to mix it up and change things, as we're about to talk about. Uh, Trashman picks up the win over Shen Wu with a... Whopping great elbow drop. Don't be fooled by the gimmick. Don't be fooled by the nonsense. By the way, love the elbow drop of the uh, the broom. That pops me every time. I'll go and watch that 50 times. Still pops me. You know what it reminds me of? Ric Flair, when he take his jacket off and then drop the elbow on it. Or he do a knee drop on it. Or he just take his shoe off and lob it. And no matter how ridiculous it might have been, every single time it made you pop. And this is the same kind of thing. Uh, good man. Shen Wu is... Really underrated, actually, as a heel talent. I think he's really underrated. Um, I think he's got a lot going for him. He's very good at riling up the audience. And he's very good at getting his hands dirty, isn't he, Mr. Shen Wu? Because let's talk about... Well, one of the big reasons why I wanted to do this podcast... I love putting everyone over. You know that. If I think they're great workers. Um, and I don't have too many critiques, to be fair. And a lot of people know that I upset people because I've always got critiques. But, constructive, has to be said, but this match, a ladder match to determine the number one contender for the Rumble Wrestling Championship, which is currently held by Sid Manelli, this is a masterpiece, okay? So, Rumble Wrestling has a YouTube channel, I know, because I have a hand in helping upload the matches to it, and it is absolutely imperative that you go to YouTube, you type in Rumble Wrestling Promotions. Find the YouTube channel, Rumble Wrestling TV, baby. And you subscribe. That's the first and most important thing you should do. Second most important thing you must do is then go and watch all the matches. Because they're all fucking great. And there's so many great wrestlers to discover and entertain you. And there's some true classics. I've recorded some really special matches just at this promotion. Nino versus Danny Black was an absolute masterpiece. Um, Tate Mayfair's versus KM Lane round one was fantastic nino versus maverick mayhew to crown the um mal mason british light heavyweight championship you know championship i say that was not only an emotional day but also a magical match and a true honor to watch and record and it's great to know that mal mason's legacy was honored in that way that's so fucking cool to me um take Mayfair's and km lane get the chance to make history Only one person can truly do it first, or only two men in this case can do something first and have a ladder match at Rumble Wrestling, the first ever ladder match. And it was spectacular. Um, You know, uh, I do like kayfabe and I do believe in it still to a certain extent, but a lot of people know that WrestlePlug is a bit of a kayfabe buster. I have to bust kayfabe here, okay, because these two guys are special and they're great great wrestlers and that is not to you know be disconcerting to the rest of the roster because I think they're absolutely phenomenal and they all deserve to make a lot of money in this business and be extremely successful but you see KM Lane versus Tate Mayfair's, and you know you've seen something special you'll know that when you watch this you will know that you will feel that when you watch this on YouTube I toil over everything I don't edit things by half i work my ass off to edit things and make them look as good as possible and hopefully do the wrestlers which is the first and foremost important thing that i do it is important that my editing shows them off not my abilities that should speak for itself with the camera work and stuff like that and i'm not infallible to criticism and i'm open to it as well if people think certain things aren't to their liking or if they think i can improve in some way i'd love to hear that too don't be afraid to contact WrestlePlay. Don't be afraid to speak to me directly. And give me pointers and ideas. I'm always happy to listen. But, man... Even watching this back on the edit... I remember how I felt watching it live. Being a part of it. You know, And I feel like the staff... And the crowd and everyone involved... Everyone, to a man and woman... In the audience and child... They all felt like they were watching something quite special. And, you know... KM Lane is really special, he's got an insane amount of athleticism, a stunning look, ridiculously handsome young man, he's got an amazing, amazing future, as has Tate Mayfair's for different reasons, I feel like I watched two of the very best wrestlers that this country has produced, if not in this generation, but for many, like... When I watch Tate Mayfair's particularly perform, but when I watch both of these guys, Tate Mayfair's and KM Lane, let's just be honest. When I watch them, I feel like the way I felt when I first watched Pete Dunne or Ricochet. You know, I feel that way when I first saw Zack Sabre Jr. This feeling of, wow, I'm watching someone who's going to be one of the best in the world. Not, you know, just a great wrestler. I'm watching a star. I feel like I'm watching more than just a wrestler. And they go out there and they put on this match. And, you know, when you go to an independent wrestling show, sometimes you kind of lose focus or you get a bit bored. Some matches go way too long. This match could have gone an hour and it would have been a masterpiece. It went about 25 minutes and it was utterly magical. And it frustrates me a little bit because it will get a lot of hype and it will get a lot of um, respect, but not enough. I'm sorry, but just not enough. I might have a... A stick up my ass here, but as far as I'm concerned, matches like this should be shot to the moon. Because everyone's talking about Oko and Osprey, right? And rightfully so, because that was a fucking masterpiece. A great match. This match, I can put this up against anything that any other wrestling promotion does. Including places like Progress, which by the way, Tate Mayfair has started working there as well. And frankly, well deserved, because he's that good. And KM Lane should be working at places like that too. Those are, when people say British wrestling, the preeminent favourites. Those are the ones that people have in their mind. They think, yeah, Progress, Rev Pro, ICW. This match could have main-evented any one of their shows and stolen it easily. That's how good this match is. And that's how much I implore people to head to the YouTube and watch it. It's an absolute masterpiece. It's a credit to Rumble Wrestling, to management and everyone involved, that they're able to trust these guys to go out there and have that kind of match. You know what? Nobody else has booked this kind of match. Rumble has. And it was magnificent. It is, without a shadow of a doubt, for my money, the best thing I have recorded and edited so far in my fledgling career as a videographer in wrestling. Um, It's an honour. It really is an honour. It's always an honour to work for Rumble. I love it. Honestly, I feel so happy every time I turn up at the door. And I hope that's the same way that the fans feel when they turn up and they take a seat and they watch the wrestling. I... ...love working for Rumble Wrestling... ...like nothing else... ...and... ...getting to... ...you know... ...not only see a match like that... ...but almost... ...you know... ...I'm not a part of it... ...let's be real... ...because I'm not involved in the actual match... ...but I'm getting to record it... ...so I'm a part of the process... ...the production of the match... ...in the terms of... ...post-production I suppose... ...in terms of people seeing it... ...you have no idea how big an honour that is... ...how cool that is... ...um... ...brilliant... ...absolutely phenomenal... ...Shim Wudo... Stick your nose in, haven't you? And he's throwing salt around, but hey, you know what? He's probably paid to do a job and he did it well. After everything KM Lane went through, um, yeah, he was caught out ever so slightly with the naivety of his youth and take my fairs, collects the briefcase and is the number one contender once again to a title that in his mind and in a lot of our eyes in particular, like myself, he never really lost or he was cost it let's be honest. Um, You know, he's told me personally that he believes that Simonelli is walking around with his belt and he's not deserving of this current title reign and it's not something that he should be proud of if he was a true champion. And um, you know what, he's one step closer to regaining what he believes is rightfully his and two belts Tate definitely could be in our future but who would be the champion at the end of the show? Would Sid Minelli still be champion? Percy Trainer steps up to the plate. Man, I love Percy Trainer. Um, I love, I love the gimmick. I love the get-up. I love the attitude. I love the brazen cockiness. This is a guy who understands who he is and what he wants to be in wrestling, and that's so cool. And he's wrestling Sid And Sid Minelli is one of those guys who is just a masterful baby. He's one of the best good guys you'll ever see in wrestling. Uh, he's a third generation wrestler, which is a big fucking deal in this country, and it should not be sniffed at ever. And he's just so good at he, he is for me the ultimate working class wrestler. And some people might think, "Oh, what are you saying? He's not like a megastar or anything." That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that he's relatable. He feels like he's your champion. When he comes out, it's like the Pied Piper. Everyone just follows him wherever he goes. All the kids just flocked around him. And, you know, that's really special to be able to have that kind of effect on, you know, an audience. Never mind young people who are really going through the mill right now. It's a tough world to live in for a lot of us. And Sid is able to go out there and command an audience the way he does. And this was classic good guy, bad guy stuff. It was so simple, it was so effective, it was so easy. I full disclosure, I raised an eyebrow. I thought the ladder match would be the main event. And I was a little bit surprised. And after I thought oh, God, nobody's gonna top that. And in my personal opinion, it easily was the best match just because of the you know, the surrounding features of it and everything and the, the gravitas and the aura of what it had. But this was absolutely worthy of being a main event and delivered what it was supposed to deliver. As a main event. And there was a lot of shenanigans as well involved in this match. Percy Trainer is so good at bending the rules. I love the press up stuff. You know, I don't get me wrong, I love Sid Minnelli, but come on, mate, you got caught there. Pay attention, bruv. Like, you know, Percy Trainer, he's a bit of a bit of a cheeky git, and I respect that. I <laughs> like you gotta love a Trier. You've got to love a Trier. And then, now, spoiler alert, for anyone who wants to watch it, obviously, probably best to turn it off now. Um, probably should have said spoiler alert at the beginning of the show because I've given away most of the results. Do you know what? I'll write it in the description after the fact. So, you know, Sid Minnelli and Percy Trainer are going after it. And the referee, unfortunately, gets wiped out. And as the referee gets wiped out, uh, here comes Tay Mayfairs with the briefcase. Now, obviously, this is just after Sid is has hit a devastating RKO He's he's hit Percy Trainer with his finisher. He's got the cover. It's one, two, three, it's game over. Here comes Tate Mayfair's and he blasts him with a briefcase. And again, not for me to say, but some people would argue rightfully so. This incensed the audience. Then Percy Trainer, you know, he sort of comes to and he calls upon a unique and interesting individual. Here comes Dominita, who we saw earlier in the night. Now it has to be said, at the end of Dominita's match against Mia Cortez, Percy Trainer. Did come out and congratulate her. And all of a sudden, all the puzzle pieces, they fell into place. Here comes Dominica; She's going to help crush Zidmanelli, and either Percy or Tate Mayfairz. I mean, it was probably going to be Percy, let's be fair. I think Tate Mayfairz was just overseeing proceedings for the night. And it was going to be Percy Trainer's time. He was going to capture the belt from Sid And then, of course, that would mean Tate Mayfair's would have a clean run. And he would have the opportunity to knock off Percy Trainer himself. It was a villain's gentleman-like agreement. But, you know, if there was a mistake to be made, it was to upset the incredible Dominita. You know, you can't speak to a woman like that. Particularly not one who can destroy you like Dominita can she felt incensed, she felt disrespected she clatters take Mayfair's, she clatters Percy Trainer, big big slams put Sid Minnelli over Percy Trainer, and Sid Minnelli retains the belt, in his hometown no less you know, just up the road in Maidstone and it, you know that just put a beautiful cap on the rest of the night and the crowd exploded with joy, seeing Domini uh, do the right thing and it, it's a great show This was like two hours, right? (laughs) Just two hours of your time. And I got to see a show that I could put up against any other show. It was a sellout. There was three, four, five hundred people there. Crazy big crowd, huge hall, great energy. Everyone is feeling it. Everyone is really kind of ramped up and just the quality of it all. And if I can just, you know, be a proper capo buster for a moment. All the staff who work at Rumble are amazing. You know, man and woman. They're all so kind, so cool. It is a proper family. I want to genuinely say thank you for the way I'm treated every time I go to the shows. Because I'm treated so well. And that hasn't always been the case in a lot of places I've been. Um, But at Rumble, it is just class personified. And it is such a magnificent promotion in every sense. It is truly an honour to just go and watch the shows. Never mind have the chance to work with a lot of these amazing talents every single man and woman you know to a fault is phenomenal at what they do and they're all a class act and they all deserve a lot of love and respect the referees as well i've met so many great referees working for rumble steve says so great to see you um you know you got to enforce the law why because steve says so that's why <laughs> great guy Top quality guy, all the refereeing corps, you know, were great. The staff working behind the merchandise, they never get enough credit and love, but they work so hard. The guys working on sound, cameras, the wonderful photographer they have. She's an absolute joy to work with everybody. The guys who help with the ring crew, the security They're all such classy, wonderful people. And if any of you listen to this, I love you all dearly. I think you're magnificent people. Please just continue to be yourselves because you're fucking phenomenal at what you do. You really are. This is why we still love British professional wrestling. This is why I wanted to work so hard and so passionately in this business. Because of the people around it. When you meet a core group of people like this in wrestling, you want to hold on to that. And I just hope it's going to be, you know, long may it continue, and I just hope I have more and more opportunities to apply my trade and help out everyone that I can and genuinely learn from so many amazing people. It is, frankly, the biggest honour I've had in wrestling is to work for Rumble, and that's no mean feat, because I've got to do some great things uh, in the five or six years that I've been in the business. Brilliant! Absolutely brilliant! Great show. My favourite rumble show to date. No doubt their attempt to top it. Now then, if you are listening to this, ladies and gentlemen, rumblewrestling.com is where you go if you want to get a piece of the action. If you're thinking, "Yo, that sounds really fucking good," you've sold that to me. I want to go and see rumble wrestling. There is only one thing you need to do, really, and that is go to rumblewrestling.com, find out where they're going to be in your town. They're based predominantly in Kent. Find out where the closest one is and get your tickets and get them early to avoid disappointment, because didn't sold out, and rightfully so, and I tell you what, Rumble will continue to sell out, it will continue to impress, it will roll into your town, and it will deliver a magnificent evening's entertainment, it's family friendly, not like this podcast has to be said, but the shows are family friendly, and if you do happen to see my big bearded carcass walking around with a plug t-shirt on, by all means come and say hello, don't worry, I will tone down the language if your kids come over as well. Well, I'll tone down the language anyway, because I try and be a gentleman. As difficult as that is for someone who is basically a bit of an arsehole like myself. Um, but yeah, check out RumbleWrestling.com. They do have a magnificent, magnificent roster. And they have a plethora of great shows coming up February the 12th. Uh, they're going to be in Gillingham, Medway. Uh, they hit, It's a doubleheader, actually, this weekend. Um, there'll be a show at 1 o'clock and then I believe one at 7 o'clock as well check rumble wrestling.com to ensure you get the right dates The right times and things don't just take my word for it because I've taken too many knocks to the head as it is uh, And then obviously more and more dates are going to be picked up. They're going to be basically working pretty much every single weekend They're going to be doing Tunbridge Wells. They're going to be doing Sittingbourne. lots of dates Absolutely imperative that you check out rumblewrestling.com and you also check out rumble wrestling on YouTube I've been Aaron X. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Just in case you do want to catch up with, you know, myself, WrestlePlug or whatever, I will be at Rumble Wrestling on the 12th in Medway. Um, And then I will be at IWE February the 19th, applying my trade and upsetting a few people. It might might seem to be the case. Um, I'll also be... At PEW on the 26th. I'll be at Rumble Wrestling on the 27th. So don't hesitate to come over if you are at one of the shows. If you are a fan of the podcast, it's always lovely to meet people. But most importantly, spend some money. Buy the wrestlers merch. Show them the respect they deserve. Because they work incredibly hard for you. And I've seen the kind of effort and graft and work that these guys and girls put in. Particularly in a company like Rumble. And they deserve your admiration. They deserve your money. And Rumble deserves your customer that's not the right word, is it? They deserve your custom. That's what they deserve. So it's a late one, to be fair. I'm recording this at ridiculous o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. So apologies if I'm a bit all over the place. But the most important thing is check out rumblewrestling.com for myself and Nix, Thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you very soon for more content from the Wrestle Plug.